Welcome to the Freedom to Flourish podcast, where you can learn how to put your why back into your work so you can flourish beyond what you thought possible. I'm your host, Christy Johnson, and I help creatives just like you quit the comparison, crush their goals, and build their dream life. Each week, I'll leave you with step-by-step action items so you can start to see results right away. I believe you're just a few steps away from your most successful year. Let's dive in. Today, we're going to be talking about business planning. We're going to start the year off right now. I know that this podcast episode is coming out in February, so a lot of you are probably already done with your business planning, and to that I say congratulations. You are amazing, but I know that there are some people out there who still haven't done their business planning for the year, or maybe you've never done business planning at all in your business. Well, this is your chance to learn a little bit about it and to learn my five-step process for building a successful business plan. Let's dive on in. So the first thing that I like to do when it comes to business planning, it's so important, is to just take inventory of the past year to look back and ask yourself, what happened in your business? And I like to break it down into a few categories to make it easy so that I can look at everything from a bird's eye view. So I like to look at finances, sales, systems and processes and workflows, and I group those three things into one category. I like to look at my goals, my projects, my marketing, my education, and my community and relationships. Now, in your business, you may have other categories, and that's okay. Or you may not have some of these categories, and that's okay too. Whatever it is in your business, that's totally fine. But at least these few These few topics, these few areas can help to get you started. So in this section of taking inventory, I like to just ask myself what happened. I'm not making any value judgments or or saying, well, that was good or that was bad. We're just kind of doing an audit on your business. So let's go back and start with finances. I like to figure out what my total revenue was, what my total expenses were, and what my net profit was. I know that sometimes I don't do this until tax season, but January, February is the perfect time to do it so that you're actually ready when tax season comes around. Now, having a bookkeeping software or a something like that is going to be a big help to you. And keeping up with your finances every month or every quarter is going to be a great way to help this be something easy for you. So I go in every single month and reconcile my accounts and add any receipts that I may need to do and and get all of that squared away. So that when it comes to the end of the year, I'm not having to spend hours and hours being overwhelmed, getting ready for tax season. I have it all done. And really all I have to do come January is just run my reports where I can see my profit and my expenses. So that's what first, that's the first thing that we should take inventory on is the finances because we're in business to make money, right? I know that there may be a lot of other reasons that you're in business that I mean, especially for me, I believe in value-based business. So I think that that making money doesn't have to be the number one goal in your business, but it's part of it and a big part of it and something that we need to take into consideration. Next, I like to look at my sales. Now, 
The reason I differentiate between sales and finances is because we can sometimes have benchmarks for ourselves when it comes to sales. For example, I was a wedding photographer for 10 years and I would often have benchmarks for myself as weddings, um, the number of weddings that I shot in one year. And so if I can see a financial number, my total revenue, that's a good way to see how well my business was doing, but also to see how many sales I made, how many weddings I booked. Or in my case, sometimes um, right now I work part-time as a private photo editor so I can see how many um, galleries I completed, things like that. It's also a good way to help you. Let's say you raise your prices. Maybe you only want to book 15 weddings a year if you're a wedding photographer and you might raise your prices and all of a sudden end up with more revenue one year but fewer weddings that you book. That's just a good way to look at it and kind of have that benchmark. If you are a maker, you can look at how many items you sold or things like that. Whatever works for your business, whether it's items or bookings or galleries or video projects or whatever it might be, write down that how many sales you made. Next, I like to take a look at my systems, my processes, and my workflows. These can be these can be things that you do in your CRM, such as an onboarding process or an offboarding process or a booking process. It can even be automatic email processes or project management processes that you have, or maybe even some workflows that you have, such as blogging or marketing, things like that. It's a good idea to take a look at which ones that you added in your business, which ones you set up in your business, also which ones might have been neglected. So some, so for example, in my CRM, which is a customer relationship management software in my CRM, I usually end up with a lot of different items that I haven't crossed off my list, probably most often because they're clients that I never fully onboarded, but I'm still getting reminders for their projects. Well, that's a cue to me that I need to make a difference in my, in my booking process and my onboarding process. I have it all in one workflow right now, but I actually need to separate it into a booking workflow and an onboarding workflow or a booking process and an onboarding process. By the way, workflow and process are actually basically synonymous. (laughs) So I might use them interchangeably. So that might be a sign that I need to go into my CRM and adjust that and change it to a booking process and then an onboarding process so they're not always getting those annoying reminders. You might use a task management system and maybe there's some automations that you're using in there that are no longer working or maybe you're using a scheduler like Acuity or Calendly, things like that that you need to go in and just audit, kind of check in, see how they're doing, see if things are still communicating with each other and things like that. Next, I like to take a look at my goals that I set. Which goals did I set and which goals did I accomplish or which goals did I start but then not finish? Now, remember, we're not making any value judgments here. We're just saying what happened. And in the next section, part two of my five-step process, that's when I would go in and say, okay, what happened? Why didn't I finish that goal? But for now, we're just writing it down. 
Next, I like to look at projects, which for some of you might be the same thing as your goals, but for some of you, it might be different. So again, I ask myself the same questions. Which projects did I complete? Which projects did I start but didn't finish? Which projects did I start but am still working on? There might be some clients that onboarded at the end of the year and their event or the end of their contract is not until this year. Then that's a good idea to go ahead and write that down just so that you have a bird's eye view of everything going on in your business. Next, I like to take a look at marketing. Marketing is all encompassing. It can be in so many areas of your business. There can be in-person marketing, paid marketing, social media marketing. You could be running advertisements. There's SEO, search engine optimization, so many things. So I like to just ask myself, where did I market and how did I do it? So that's a good way to just ask yourself, were you marketing on Facebook? Were you marketing on Instagram or Pinterest? Or were you doing things in person? Did you send print materials? Just ask yourself, where did your marketing revenue or your marketing, sorry, your marketing budget go if you're spending money on it? And where did your time go, your resources? What were you doing and how did you do it? And if you didn't have a plan, then (laughs) this would be a good place to say, to to realize that you didn't have a plan and that's okay. But it's, I think that if you are on social media, that's marketing to some extent. So you can write that down. And if you say, how did you market? You know, write down, well, I posted two to three times a week. And maybe you didn't have a hashtag strategy or something like that. That's okay. Again, we're going to talk more about strategies and analyzing in the next section. We're just writing down what you did. We're taking inventory. You could also look at your analytics. You could look at Google Analytics. How much traffic did you get? What are your most popular blog posts? Or you could look in the Google Search Console. What is your overall ranking? What are your top ranking keywords? Things like that. You could write down your Instagram analytics, your Pinterest analytics. There's so many things that you can do as far as analytics go. And if you haven't taken a look at that information, then you're not going to be able to make that information work for you. So we have to be checking in on these things as business owners. Or maybe you have someone who does that stuff for you awesome. Why not ask them, hey, where are we at right now in this stage of our business? Next, moving on from marketing, I like to look at education. What courses did I take part of or what memberships am I in? And what did I learn? Or or what things did I invest in education-wise? Also, going back to marketing a little bit, something I something I didn't consider is a website. That's also marketing. So you could, if you put in any money to your website or you just want to look at the state of your website, that's something that you could write down in that area as well. And then lastly, I like to look at my community and relationships. As small business owners, community is so important, especially in the midst of a global pandemic. I think we've really seen how valuable community really is. So ask yourself, which groups did you continue to be a part of throughout the pandemic? If you were continued to be active in a group, that's a good sign that that's a really, really great group for you and a group that is important to you. If there are some groups that you let fall by the wayside, that is okay. But it's a good idea to take a look at those and ask yourself, 
do I want to go back and be involved in them this year? Or is it something where I actually feel better about not being in my life? (laughs) You know, just write down those things. Which groups are you in? Which groups are you a part of but didn't participate? And which business relationships did you invest in? It could be a colleague that you had some virtual meetings with or some coffee with or a colleague that you worked on projects together with, or it could be something more intense like a mentor relationship or a coach relationship. So those are all the areas for me and my business that I typically look at. Again, that's finances, sales, systems, processes, and workflows, goals, projects, marketing, education, and community and relationships. And I just write down everything that happened in those areas so that I can take a look at it. And then I move on to step two in my five-step business planning process, which is analyze. That's where I ask myself what worked and what didn't work. So what I want you to do in this st- this part of the process is to take everything that you wrote down in all the areas. I think it's, well, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight areas. You might have more, you might have less based on the kind of business that you own and ask yourself what worked well. So you can go back at everything that you wrote down and you might say, hey, it really worked for me to be a part of the Rising Tide Society, for example. Or you might say, you know what, I started Pinterest marketing this year and that really worked for me. And you might ask yourself, what didn't work well? Maybe your Instagram strategy, you were only posting two to three times a week and you were only doing pictures or maybe you were only doing landscape shots and not shots with people in it or maybe you were doing people and not something else whatever it is ask yourself maybe that thing didn't work if you found that there was something that wasn't working write that down whether it's in your finances your sales your systems for example one thing I would write was it didn't work well for me to have that that process of of onboarding a client and booking a client all in one. That didn't work. That's something that I need to adjust. And maybe you set a goal for yourself that was too big. Well, I don't believe in goals that are too big. Maybe it was too vague or maybe you didn't plan it out enough or maybe there was a pandemic and you had a goal of booking a 10,000 person event or something like that, you know, and we just couldn't do it this year. So what didn't work? Ask yourself, maybe there was an educational resource that you invested in, but you never took part in it. Or maybe you did the work and you found that it wasn't actually successful for you. So write that down. It's important to see what didn't work. Maybe you're spending money on some ads and you didn't actually get the kind of return that you wanted on your investment. So you could dig into that a little bit deeper and analyze it. Do you see any trends? Analyze it. Why didn't it work? Were your keywords not niche down? Were you just not having the right target audience for the ad? Do you need to change your wording, make it more emotion focused or some other kind of thing focused, whatever it might be. It's just important to, to ask yourself what didn't work and then analyze. Did you see any trends based on all that information, those things that worked? What happened? Did you get more clients? Did you feel happier about it? Whatever trends that you might see. You can also ask yourself, what things do you need to 
implement. Maybe you need a new marketing strategy. Maybe you need to adjust the way you're setting goals. Maybe you need to get some more workflows set up in your business to make things easier for you and speed things up. What do you need to implement? And lastly, what do you need to let go? Again, maybe you started a goal and didn't finish it and you're feeling really guilty about it. You can go ahead and let that go. Or maybe you're spending money, again, like I mentioned on ads and they're really not giving you the return that you want. Maybe you need to let that go. Or maybe there's something in your business that you're doing just because someone said that you should be doing it, but it's not really something that you really want to be doing or that feels authentic to you and your business and your values. You can go ahead and let that go. Now, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. One thing I didn't say in the trends, analyzing trends about that was I also think it's important to go back to the goals that you set and didn't finish or the projects that you started and didn't finish and ask yourself, why didn't you finish them? Was it because you just didn't know how to do it? Was it because you didn't break it down enough into easily actionable steps? Was it because you don't have a workspace that you really are excited to be in? Was it because maybe you're a, you found out that you're a morning person, but you try to do all these really hard projects in the afternoon when you're tired or vice versa? Ask yourself, why didn't you do it? Was it because, or was it because your heart was just simply not in it and it wasn't something that you should be doing in the first place? Those are where you can make a judgment, adjustments, see what you need to implement and see what you need to let go. All right, that is the end of step two. That is analyzing what worked and what didn't. Step three in my five-step business planning process is to cast a vision. Now, I put this before actually brainstorming my planning, my goals, and actually planning for the new year. I put it before all that because I think it's so important to cast a vision every single year for your business to make sure that you're actually doing the things that you need to be doing in the first place. If you are doing things that are not aligned with your vision or your purpose, then you don't need to be doing them. You're wasting your time, actually, and you're putting pressure on yourself that doesn't need to be there. So I like to cast a vision. And that's where you ask yourself, what is your purpose? Now, I'm just going to throw out some deep questions for you, and you can write them down, pause the recording and write them down, do some journaling on them. Or I actually have a vision casting worksheet bundle that you can download for free that I will link in the show notes of the podcast. Here's some of the questions and the worksheet that I have actually goes even deeper than these questions. So here's some of the questions. Ask yourself, what are your core values? And I like to put both my personal core values and my business core values because I'm a small business owner. I'm a solopreneur. It's just me (laughs) running this business. Because of that, my personal core values are going to be deeply connected to my business core values because I'm me and I'm the one running this business. So next, ask yourself, why are you in business? What is your purpose? What is your reason for doing what you do? And something that I like to do is to go three whys deep. Now you might think, what does that mean? Well, I'll give you an example. So why are you in business? Well, you can, you can, you might, you might give a surface reason and it might be well to make money. Well, that's one reason, but I would say, well, why do you want to or need to make money? And the answer to that might be 
to provide for my family. And then you could ask yourself, well, why do you need to provide for your family or want to provide for your family? And that third why deep, that the the reason the way you answer that question is going to be your core value, your deep desire, your deeply held belief. And I think it's really important to get down to that so that you know why you're in business and you can have that pathway to follow, that vision to follow, to help you not get on track, to help you not get off track, to help you avoid comparison. Next, ask yourself, how do you define success? How do you know if and when you are successful, if you don't know what it means to be successful for yourself, how are you going to know if you've achieved that in your business? Next, you could ask yourself, what is your vision and what is your mission? Now, the, if you don't know the difference between a vision and a mission, I'll give you a really quick one. A vision is what you want to accomplish with your business. And the mission is how you're going to do that in your day today processes of your business. So your mission is like putting feet to your vision. It might be a good idea to look up some of your favorite brands and look up what their vision and mission statements are to help give you some ideas on how to get those wheels turning. And again, I also have that worksheet for you linked in the show notes if you want to go a little bit deeper. You could also ask, also ask yourself, where do you want to be this time next year? And how do you want to feel this time next year? The way you answer those questions can help you determine what things are going to be important for you to do this next year in business and what things really don't matter. Because I fully believe if it's not aligned with your vision, your purpose, your mission, then you shouldn't be doing it. All right, on to step four of my five-step business planning process, and that is brainstorm. This is where you ask yourself, what do you want to do? So for finances, where do you need to be? What is your enough number? How much money do you actually need to make for your situation? And then you could also ask yourself, what is your stretch number? So what is enough? What's going to pay the bills and provide the lifestyle that you want to have? And then what is your stretch number? What is it that if you could get that, you'd just be like, whoa, I could do these extra things that I want to do, you know, go on a vacation with my family, give some money away to a charity, whatever that is. Ask your, write down both of those numbers. Then ask yourself, what is your cost of doing business? Then you subtract that number from your enough number. So how much profit do you need to make to get that enough number? That's how much money you actually need to be making the number that you want plus, so forget the subtraction, you actually need to be making the number that you want, the enough number plus your cost of doing business, because that's going to be how much money you actually need to make. And then subtracting your cost of doing business to be able to get that enough number. I'm sorry I said that a little bit confusing, but I think I got it the last time. So how much profit do you need to make to get that enough number? So How much total money do you need to make? And how can you price yourself to achieve that? So you might have a time constraint. Maybe you can only work 20 hours a week. So to get that number, how how much money do you need to make per hour? Or if you have employees, how much money do you have to pay out to them? And then how much do you need to make for yourself? How many clients can you take on to, to, to have a life where you're not stressed out all the time? And then ask yourself how much you need to charge to achieve that enough number or that stretch 
number. How many items do you need to sell? How much do you need to charge per item? If you're a maker, you can ask it that way. Then take a look at your marketing and brainstorm. Write down every possible thing that you can think of. Where do you plan to market? What are some ideas for marketing? You know, maybe you want to get into Pinterest. Maybe you want to get into um, doing more paid advertising. Maybe you want to really bump up your SEO. You could write down all those things. This is just the brainstorming, not the planning. What do you need to put in place to achieve your financial goals? And based on your analysis that you did in step two of the process, what plans do you want to implement this year? And then again, ask yourself the same questions for your systems, your processes, and workflows. Based on your analysis, what things do you need to tweak or what systems, processes, and workflows do you need to put in place? Again, with your projects, ask yourself, what projects have you already committed to and what projects do you want to accomplish this year? This is where you do your mega brainstorming and say, what do I want to accomplish? What are all the ideas that I have? Education. What do you want to learn this year? Who do you want to learn from? And community. What groups do you want to get involved with or stay involved with this year? And what relationships do you want to invest in this year? Now, before we move on to step five, you, I want you to go through everything and eliminate anything that's not tied to your vision or your purpose. Because like I said, if it's not tied to your vision, it needs to go. You don't need to be doing it. And then from what's left, highlight what's most important or write it down and then put the rest on a back burner list because maybe you'll come back to it later. Don't get rid of it. If it's still left after you wrote down what was connected to your vision and your purpose, maybe it's something that you want to do. But after you have picked what's most important, all that other stuff, don't get rid of it. Put it on a back burner list, but put it there so that you don't have to think about it for this quarter. I like to plan quarterly goals. So I like to take what's most important and start with that. And then ask yourself, is there anything that you can automate or outsource. And if you want some more in-depth help with automation, outsourcing, workflows, processes, things like that to make your life easier, I have a course for you. It's called the Freedom to Flourish course, and I'll link that in the show notes as well. All right, step five, the step you've all been waiting for. This is where we set the goals and we plan. And this is where you ask yourself, how are you going to do what you want to do? So to recap, step one was take inventory. Ask yourself what happened. Step two was analyze. Ask yourself what worked and what didn't. Step three was cast a vision. Ask yourself what is your purpose? Step four was brainstorm. What do you want to do? And step five is set your goals and plan. How are you going to do it? So I like to plan quarterly goals but my quarterly goals are often tied to my overall yearly goals. It's really okay to dream big and set yearly goals, but it's important when you set those big yearly goals that you have a plan. So I actually like to take those big yearly goals and break them down into quarterly goals and to break them down even further from there to milestones and actions. So what I like to do is set SMART goals. You might have heard this before. It's an acronym. SMART stands for specific, measurable. So how will you know that you've actually accomplished it? Attainable, relevant. So does it fit in with your purpose? Will it move your business forward? And time bound. When will you complete it? 
So for each goal, ask yourself, is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it attainable? Is it relevant? Is it time bound? And you could actually even go a step further and say, how is it specific? And write it down. How will you know that, you've, that it's measurable? And write down how you'll know you've accomplished it. Can you actually attain it? Is it relevant? You could write down how it actually does stick with your purpose. And time bound, you can write down, set a date for when you're going to complete it. Now for each goal, I break it down into milestones, which are bigger pieces of the puzzle and then action steps. And these action steps have to be exactly that actionable. They need to be easy, something that you know exactly what it is that you need to do next. I think a lot of times our goal setting fails because we don't know what we need to do. So maybe it's a big project that you need to research and you don't know where to go. You don't know where to start. So your first action step could be to ask a person that you know who might know about it, about it, or invest in an educational resource. And then another action step might be take the thing or do the thing that you invested in as your educational resource, or it might be to ask a question in a group that you're involved in or something like that. Make sure that it's something you know exactly how to do. And there might be parts along the way where you have to have a little bit of a pause until you answer the question, do some more research, but don't write down, do research. (laughs) That's vague. Write down something specific. Where are you going to research? Are you going to read a certain book? Are you going to ask a certain person for advice? things like that. So the milestones are the big pieces of the puzzle and the actions are the steps that you need to do to actually get there. If you need more in-depth help with creating project plans, I'm going to do a future podcast episode on it. I didn't want to get too long-winded in this one, but also I have a resource that will help you now, which is my Freedom to Flourish course. We talk a lot a, a lot about project plans and setting actionable goals in there. Again, that's linked in the show notes, but also I have another free works resource for you all the free resources, (laughs) and it's a goal-setting action plan worksheet. I'll have that in the show notes too. Wow, lots of resources for you. So I'm so excited about that. Now, another thing that I like to do when planning is to organize into goals and habits. And habits are just those things that I'm going to be doing consistently or things that may not have an end date, things that I'm going to do over and over. For example, I'm going to blog every single week. That doesn't have an end date. It's not something where I will know when I've achieved it because I want to be doing it constantly on and on and on. And so I would consider that to be a habit or, you know, putting out a podcast episode, a habit that I do week to week. It's not a goal that I'm going to be able to say, well, I'm going to finish the podcast on March 30th, 2023. No, I don't know. I'm going to do it as long as I can week after week. So that's a habit. So I like to ask myself for each habit, how often you want to do it. Number one, How are you going to do it? So write down your process of how you're going to do it. And then number three, when do you want it to be an ingrained habit? So do you want to, like a month from now, do you want it to be an ingrained habit? Or is it something that you want to do in the summertime or something, a habit for, you know, maybe you'll be doing it for a specific period of time. When do you want it to be an ingrained habit where you don't even have to think about it anymore? Those are the three questions that I like to ask for each habit. 
Okay, if you want more help and you actually want to go through this process step-by-step with a worksheet and everything, I have a workshop. I've done this exact podcast as a workshop where I have a worksheet for you that you can download and literally write it all down right there. Might make it a little bit easier for you if you have more time. It's about an hour and a half, so it does take a little bit more time. You can download that as well. I will put the link to that in the resources as well. All right, that is my five-step process for successful business planning. Number one, take inventory, ask myself what happened. Number two, analyze what worked and what didn't. Number three, cast a vision, ask yourself what is your purpose. Number four, brainstorm, ask yourself what do you wanna do. And then number five, set goals and plan. How are you going to do it? You've been listening to the Freedom to Flourish podcast. To find more resources for creative entrepreneurs or just to connect with me, head over to my website, christyjohnsoncreative.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.